As of this moment, this podcast is on double secret probation. This week we ask, is Animal House a good movie? Welcome back to But Is It A Good Movie, where we go through my movie collection one by one every week to find out if that week's choice is a good movie and should be kept in the collection, or if it's a bad one and we should throw that bad boy out. I'm your host, Ish, and with me is my co-host, Nick. That's me. All right, Nick. Right off the bat, as someone who's seen this movie before, has your view on it changed at all since your first viewing? And second question, how rowdy were your years in college compared to this movie? Uh... I watched it years ago in college, and I think I liked it more than this time. Um, but my college life did not live up anywhere close to this. Um, definitely drank and went to parties, but did not do anything of the sort of this movie. No toga parties? No toga parties, no rush parties. Uh, I never, I've been to like one frat, and they were nothing like this. All right. But I have met people. Who like expected their like frat party experience to be like this? All right. Which I think is pretty funny because I'm just like, this is such like a bl- well to me it feels like such a blown out stereotype of like the fraternity party and stuff like that. I feel like they do go crazy, but not this crazy. And has your opinion on the movie changed at all since uh, your first viewing? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was better last time I watched it. I think. Um, this time I watched it sober. Maybe that could have been like a thing because I definitely watched it like really drunk the first time. This does seem like a really good drunk movie. Yeah, because like when you're sitting there sober and like you're like, oh man, like I don't really want to watch the parts where like there's not a lot of crazy stuff happening on screen. You know, maybe if you're drunk, you kind of like go past them faster. Yeah. All right. So this week we watched National Lampoon's Animal House. It's a raunchy comedy from 1978 starring John Belushi. I'm not really that familiar with National Lampoon movies as a whole. I've only seen this one and Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like the like the vacation movies. But um I kind of forgot that this one was National Lampoon until like we said we're gonna watch it and I just like gave a quick Google search to it and I was like, Oh yeah, National Lampoon. Yeah, um I think this was one of National Lampoon's first movies. This movie is credited for modern comedy movies as a whole i think because of this we got ghostbusters and we got caddyshack and we got all these other movies Mm -hmm. and all national lampoon's animal house pioneered this new age of comedy and like all these writers and comedians were influenced by these movies as a whole i don't know if knowing that changes your thought on the movie as a whole or did you kind of try to keep it just as I was going to judge this movie as a movie and not by its influence on pop culture as a whole. I feel like you can judge a movie like you judge a movie by like it being like a stepping stone for a genre. Like, yeah, like this is definitely like it's an older movie. It's almost 50 years old and it definitely has like paved the way for like comedies and stuff like that. In some aspects, you know, you could see a lot of ties to it in other movies that you just mm. mentioned. But I feel like judging that movie as like what it's done for the genre is way different than judging the movie as like you're watching it in 2022 because like standards have changed and humor has changed a lot i definitely don't think it is a movie that should not have ever been made or do i think it is a bad movie i'm just like i don't know just couldn't really get into it this time you know no harm no foul really 
Yeah, so a quick rundown on the movie takes place at Fabric College, where one frat house is so unhinged and will take pretty much anyone who wants to deal with them, right? And that frat house has to deal with a stick-in-the-ass Omega house and their one true foe, Dean Wormer. Yes. So the movie opens up. Immediately with the rush party, which yeah. I didn't even know that's what these were called, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's like, basically, it's like all the fraternities are like, basically, it's like open house, essentially. Like people who are new to the college come in and they try to like get to know the people in the frat to kind of join, you know, yeah. to like get the pledge. Yeah, we meet our two freshman characters, which are Larry and Kent, later known as Pinto and Flounder. Yes, I only know them by their nicknames at this point. <laughs> and they're trying to get into the Omega house originally, right? Mm-hmm. So they go in and they let Larry in. And they like want to close Kent out like, yeah. almost immediately. <laughs> they slam the door in his face and they're like, oh, you're here too. So they get their name tags. And they get escorted into the room with all the other, like, snuck up, like, pretentious people we're at. And they get put in the corner. Yeah, they get introduced to, like, everybody. Like, it, it, was, it was really funny how they did it because, like, they introduce everyone to, like, these, like, higher-up members in the fraternity. And then they bring them over to the couch where, like, all the losers, quote-unquote, are sitting. Yeah. And, and then, like when kent tries to break away from that and he makes a background they still lead him back to the couch and they're like oh you know them perfect you'll have a lot to talk about yeah the so-called losers are i think it's like a, a hindu kid a jewish kid and possibly a blind kid in a wheelchair yeah like, <laughs> so it already says a lot about omega house right like who they want in their frat versus who they think are undesirables oh yeah um so Right after that, the two freshmen are like, this is not it for us, right? So they bounce. And Kent's talking to Larry. He's saying, oh, let's try Delta House. My brother was in Delta, so I'm a legacy. They have to let us in. And I'll put a good word in for you, right? And Delta House is right next door to Omega House. They go up to Omega House, and a mannequin just crashes through the window. Yeah, I think that same window gets broken like four times yeah it's like it, it's almost like it like how like the movie's sectioned in acts it's like oh, what came out of the window this time yeah right it's just like a decrepit old house and you meet john belushi's character bluto yeah he's like he's outside he's taking a piss and they're like is this delta house and he turns around and he pisses all over their shoes yeah right <laughs> and he's like yeah so they go into the house and a beer bottle gets tossed at them yeah, he like crashes against the door and he's like, oh, grab some booze. It's free. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, Larry looks pretty, like, he's kind of into it mm-hmm. a little bit. And Kent's almost like, it looks a little mortified. Like, he's like, what's going on? Yeah. You know? But they both still look pretty out of place. Like, they just did not expect this to be on the other side of the door. Yeah. And while they're in the Delta house, that's where we meet most of the main cast. Yeah. We see... Uh, D-Day roll up the stairs on his motorcycle. Um, Otter and Boone are in their room. Which are like the two like higher up people in the frat, I'd say. Yeah. And then we meet Katie, which is Boone's girlfriend, downstairs serving drinks. And she's a little pissed because Boone's not hanging out with her, right? Yeah. And then Boone's upstairs hanging out with Otter. Mm-hmm. 
And then he's like, I'm not going down there because Katie's mad at me. Yeah, right? <laughs> and he just is oblivious as to why. And we also meet um, Hoover, which I think is the chairman of the frat. Yeah, he's, he's telling them to, like, go make their rounds. Like, you, you guys are, like, the main ones. Yeah, he's almost, like, the lawyer to Delta House. And, like, Boone is, like, the face. Not Boone. Otter's, like, the face of it. Yeah. And Boone's is, like, right-hand man. Yeah. Most of Delta House is kind of grungy. And... Yeah, like, we don't, like, get names to everybody we see in Delta House. You just know that they're all, like, degenerates. Yeah, but Otter carries himself in a way that... I feel like he might come for money. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, like the way like you see some of them dressed, they don't look like they're scum. Like yeah. they actually like, look like they're very presentable. Mm-hmm. But like that kind of gives off like the college vibe, though. Yeah. Because I've met so many people that like when you meet them, they're A class bullshitters and they make you think that they're like above you when really they might be below you on the same level. So I got that whole vibe perfectly from oh, these yeah. guys. Otter's like the perfect face for Delta House because oh he just God. BS his way into anything, right? Oh, and then after that, they decide who gets let into the frat. Yeah, they have like a projection mm-hmm. slideshow and like they keep putting everyone's like name up and everyone's like drinking. And then it's like, they're like, I'll say for this one, say I, and then like nay. And then that's when we get Kent's name. Well, his face pops up, and I was like, "Boo! Yeah. Fuck that guy!" Like, yeah, because he's a total dweeb, right? Yeah, he's just like, well, like as Omega House put it, Larry is a wimp, and Kent was the blimp. Yeah. <laughs> so even Delta House doesn't want him. So right after that scene, we cut to Dean Wormer's office, who is just hating Delta House and everything they stand for, right? He hates them. Um, they have multiple violations and low GPAs. And that's where we meet one of our main uh, antagonists, which is Greg, the I'm... Omega president. Is he Niedermeyer? No, Niedermeyer is the other guy. Okay. Um, I think Greg, his last name is Marmalard. Oh, okay. And the dean is telling Greg that he needs to... Find some way to get rid of Delta House permanently. Yeah. But I feel like... Because Dean asked Greg a question. He's like, oh, which is the worst frat in this campus? And Greg's like, oh, that's kind of hard to say. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's definitely trying to like give off like... He's like, oh, yeah, like, you know... When you look at all the houses and their merits and stuff like that, like trying to like be very like politically like correct, I guess. Yeah. He's like, cut the shit. We all know it's Delta House. And he's like, yes, sir. Yeah. So even though Greg is the head of Omega House, when you first meet him, he doesn't come off as too bad compared to some of the other people, which um, follows with Flounder, which is Kent. We see him uh, in a field with other ROTC cadets mm-hmm. and then that's where we meet um nina meyer yeah he's the guy on the horse yeah he rolls up on his horse and he's just talking shit to kent the whole time and from the distance we see otter and boone observing this right and they're like oh no one treats our uh frat like our frat boys like this except for us <laughs> yeah i think they use yeah yeah we're the only ones that could talk to our pledges that way yeah so they roll up with golf clubs and golf balls, and they're gonna take pod shots and try to hit Niedermeyer while yeah. uh, he's like doing like their um, I don't know, like their drills or whatever. Yeah. So they Boone misses all his shots, 
and Otter takes over, right? He hits a ball, hits the horse in the ass, horse goes wild, and then hits Niedermeyer in the head, which makes him fall over and get dragged by the horse. Yeah, which actually was, like, a pretty funny scene because like when they're just like taking the shots with the golf club it was like really funny because how casual they're speaking about yeah. it they're like oh sliced it and it's like no you need to carry your shoulder through with the ball and it's like they're not even playing like golf i just like that scene a lot that was funny yeah everything about delta house mainly the two main guys that run it protrude coolness out of them <laughs> yeah and like they don't give off the vibe that all they do is just like drink mm-hmm. and like don't do anything else no yeah they come off as like respectable almost yeah because like they're wearing like nice clothes all the time they're they have golf equipment yeah like i don't know anyone who's like drinking every weekend is rolling up with like nice clothes and golf equipment yeah especially compared to um bluto and bluto and d-day yeah. and the rest of them that like literally look like they're wearing like sweatpants that so they've been like that's their only pair they had since they were 14 mm-hmm they so, have, like, cutoffs, stains all over them. Yeah. So it's definitely, like, the polar opposites of, like, what the what the frat house truly is and then, like, the face of the frat house. Mm-hmm. So Niedermeyer, um, before he gets dragged by the horse, he notices that Kent... I'm just going to call Kent Flounder from now on because I keep yeah. switching back and forth. So I'm going to stick with their nicknames. Uh, so Flounder gets chewed out because he has his frat pen on him. So Niedermeyer tells them to go to the stables and clean up shit afterwards. And he's like, you better not have that pin with them. So uh, presumably Otter and Boone send Bluto and D-Day to help out Flounder get back at Niedermeyer by kidnapping his prized horse and putting it in the Dean's office. And while they put the horse in the office, uh, we see that D-Day and Bluto are scheming a little bit. And they they want to have a little fun with their new pledge, right? So they give them a gun and they're like, take the horse out. Yeah, it's like, like who do you hate more? Niedermeyer or the horse? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't want to kill the horse, but, but that's the best way to get back at Niedermeyer is to kill the horse. Right? They send him into the office to kill the horse. Uh, but we know that the gun is only full of blanks. Yeah. So we just see Flounder writing this not knowing if he should go with it so he decides to just shoot the gun up in the air yeah which in turn gives the horse a heart attack which like i totally forgot about that scene Mm -hmm. it happened super early on but i don't know why i forgot about it it's very memorable now oh yeah yeah because like what the next day after uh the delta boys run out of there because it's like oh shit we just killed a horse in the dean's office yeah because they're outside they hear the gun go off and they're laughing themselves like oh my god but then they hear a loud crash and they run in and they're like i thought you said it was full of blanks he goes i didn't even shoot him you gave that horse a heart attack they're like holy shit it was like we gotta go (laughs) so they get out of there and the next morning we see the dean's talking to the mayor in his office right it's just very casual and the t- the whole time I was thinking, I was like, oh, are they not going to acknowledge the horse that's dead in his office? But then the camera pans out and we see some guy just measuring the horse. Trying to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> While they're having this like really serious conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what does the guy decide to do to get rid of the horse? Yeah. Like he measures like the hooves and he's like, I can't take it out. And yeah. he comes back in and the last shot of the scene, he has a chainsaw revving. <laughs> so already from like these few scenes 
I already knew I was in for something, right? I've never seen this movie before, and I was like, all right, they kill a horse, and they're just going to chop it up. Okay, this is definitely something different than what I'm used to. (laughs) Next day, I guess later on that day, we're at the cafeteria or the mess hall, and Otter's trying to get with some preppy girl named Mandy. Yeah, who is tied to a mega house. Somehow. Somehow. But you can tell that there might be, like, history between, like them because like like the way he comes over she's like oh not him again yeah which i think mandy might be greg's um girlfriend i think so yeah because a couple of the omega boys show up and they're just like egging uh otter on but in the background we see bluto going through the line and like just piling his tray full of food taking bites out of um sandwiches putting it back yeah that scene goes on for a lot longer than i thought they were gonna do it for because it's almost like so like he does like the whole like he like moves his tray across he's taking everything he's like taking bites of shit shoving shit in his pocket and stuff and then he like picks up his tray and then there's like another like wall of food they could put his tray on and he just continues to do the same thing again and i was like jesus christ like can we hurry this part up yeah and I don't know what was going to happen there. Uh, I'm assuming it's all free because it doesn't show him pay for it. Yeah. Now, it kind of looks like a cafeteria out of my campus, which was like you, once you swipe to get in, mm-hmm. it's like a buffet. You can eat and stay as long as you want. Got it. But there were times where it's like you do just load up a tray and you pay for it. So I'm not sure. Knowing how Delta House is, if you had to pay for it, they weren't going to anyway. No, so he... Uh, goes up to the table with otter and the rest of the omega um boys and he just starts to be obnoxious about everything right um stuffs his face full of food and he was like hey what am i well well the girl goes you are a pig pig yeah (laughs) and then he looks at her and goes well guess what i am (laughs) stuffs his face full of food and he's like (laughs) like i'm a zit get it and it's like food flies all over them they're like fucking get them and so he leads them on like a chase around like the um the cadet boys. Mm-hmm. Niedermeyer is in like a neck brace after his horse incident. Yeah, he's just chased around. Uh, and I feel like this scene's trying to show us it's like, oh, that Bluto's kind of a cool kid. Look at him like running circles around like the preppy frat boys. Yeah, and like he's like he does not look like he would be in shape for this like Mm-mm. in the slightest. No, so uh. In order to get away from them, he starts a food fight. Yeah. Which, never been a part of a food fight, ever. Thank God. No, well, why would you even want to start a food fight in college, right? It's like, you pay yeah. for all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've also never wanted to throw my food at anybody before. And I never want to be hit by anyone's food. So, a food fight always, like, immediately grosses me out. Don't know why. Yeah. And... This whole movie has this kind of back and forth where I feel like you see what Delta House is doing. And I'm like, oh, they're kind of obnoxious, right? But then um, the Omega people do something that's even worse. So out of, like, the two evils, I guess you side with Delta House a little bit more. Yeah, because, like, they're framed as almost like the the little underdogs yeah. of, like, the Faber College. Oh, totally. It's like you're going to root for them, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah, so... Following after that, I think the Omega Boys have 
have it out for the deltos now yeah now when is the scene where bluto goes to the female frat house well like the female sorority house that happens i think around here around here is because um because mandy and greg go out Mm -hmm. on that date and we we get like two instances of their little date they like drive their corvette up to like the like lover's peak yeah lover's peak and she's just like and like you don't see anything right away but they're just talking and you can see greg is just like thinking about like how does he fuck or like get back Mm -hmm. at the delta boys and uh manny's just giving him a hand job and she's like is this supposed to be this soft like (laughs) which i thought that was pretty funny and Mm -hmm. she's frustrated like you fucking like i'm done i'm done trying yeah she just we see that she had plastic gloves on her (laughs) that was so funny (laughs) like the most sterile of hand jobs Mm -hmm. which i think there's like a joke earlier on right where some of the delta people say that um greg is supposed to be gay okay i i I think i missed that it's like when they first enter the frat house and katie's like yeah there are a couple homosexuals oh okay and at first i thought they were referring to otter and boone until i found out that boone is her boyfriend oh okay so i think they were referring to the omega people gotcha okay i think i might miss that part but yeah then right after that greg decides to drop mandy off and we see Bluto kind of sneaking around the, the house of the girls, the sorority house. And he finds a ladder conveniently outside. And he like hoists the ladder up and he climbs up and he just sees that the sorority girls are having a naked pillow fight. Yeah, because that's what, you know, that's what the girls do. Oh, yeah, always. So like Mandy gets back and they're like, how was your day? And she's like, it was all right. Good night. And then like. She goes into one, like, it'd be, like, the the opposite bedroom. So then he's, like, Bluto has his ladder, and he's, like, jumping with it over, like, just smashing into the house. Yeah, he's so, just, like, <laughs> against the house. <laughs> and it's, like, when he first rolls up to the window, he's, like, right up against the glass. And it's, like, I, I get it. Like, they're not supposed to see him. But he's clearly in view at all times, and he's making so much noise that I thought... They were going to see him or they're going to hear him at some capacity. No, that was, I think that was one of the funniest things to me. Not that he was like uh, peeping at them, but just the fact that he was slamming this ladder against their wall and their windows and no one paid attention I to that. I don't know. No one was uh, curious of the noise at all. No. So next, uh, and then after that, Bluto, I, I guess, just like passes out because <laughs> he falls yeah. backwards off the ladder. And uh, next day. Uh, we see that they're, I think someone is making copies of a test. Yes. With, um, they're using like this stencil. Mm-hmm. After all the copies are done, stencil gets thrown out. Yeah. And Bluto and D-Day are in charge of getting the answers for the psychology test, right? But meanwhile, while that happens, one of the Omega people go in and switch out the stencil. For so like the, a completely different test or yeah. just like a wrong answer key. Yeah, so Delta gets the wrong answer sheet, and all of them get zero answers right on yeah. the test. And I guess that was something that the D needed, right? Because after that, he goes to their house and confronts them, and he's like, "Oh, this is all. I, you only need to have one more chance, and like, and then your frets done." Yeah. So like before this, like 
when like at the very first time we like see the dean and stuff he talks about how like they have like for like over seven years been like destroying the campus yeah and it's funny that now it's like he has the ability to throw them out now like it's just like it seemed like they weren't gonna do good in school prior to this so so it's funny that like now it's like all right, they have bad test scores, and now I just need one more shenanigan from Delta House, and they're gone because yeah. now they're on double seeker probation. Yeah, and I think what pushes this even more is the mayor that I had the meeting with the dean, and he's like, I don't want Delta House around because they're having a parade later on. Yeah, so like probably like a month before the parade is when they find out that they're gonna get like possibly kicked off. Yeah. Yeah, because after that, the ma- uh, the dean appro- goes into Delta House and starts scolding everyone. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you guys are fuck-ups. Like, you just need one more thing and you're done, right? And instead of doing the reasonable thing, Delta House think the only logical thing to do now to cheer them up is to throw a toga party. Yes. So we get probably the best part of the movie mm-hmm. is the toga party. Oh, by far. So... Before the toga party, we get so uh, Pinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he we find out that he's a virgin, mm-hmm. and he's and so he goes out uh, to try to get a girl, but they're also uh, like the whole Delta house is like getting stuff for the party and everything like beer, food, all that shit, and they're stealing yeah. a majority of everything, and so they just start shoving like food in Pinto's sweater. Yeah, just raw meat. Just raw meat. And it's to the point where it's like it's not even like funny anymore. It's just like such an overbearing amount. And like they go past the cashier and she's like, Are you gonna pay for any of that? And he's like, I'm with like the fraternity yeah. and like please don't rat me out. And she's like real cool. She's like, Ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So he gets kind of like swooned by her a little bit. And he's like, Hey, do you wanna go? It's a toga party. And she's like, okay, I'll meet you there. Yeah. Uh, the cashier, right? So her name is Clorette. Clorette, okay. Yeah. He's flirt While Pinto's flirting with Clorette, the cashier, we see Otter is hitting on some older woman. Yes, which through a little bit of dialogue, we find out that it is the dean's wife. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, because she's picking out cucumbers. And he grabs one. He's like, oh, mine's bigger. And she's like, what? And he goes, my cucumber. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger than yours. So he invites the dean's wife to the toga party as well. But she says, oh, I have this, like, um, thing going on. Yeah, this, I wish like, I could. this, like, fancy dinner to go yeah. to. Yeah. So he's just like, well, it's an open invitation, you know. Hinting at what's to come. Oh, yeah. So they go back and the toga party um, happens, right? Do you do you have any like points that you want to talk about that happened during this toga party? So immediately Flounder arrives in his brother's car. I think he gets it's a very nice car, and he rolls up. But he has a girlfriend actually. Yeah, which I had no idea that he had a girlfriend because she's super pretty. Yeah, and like they're both dressed to like in comparison to everyone here to the nines, mm-hmm. and everyone's having like toga like just like the bed sheets wrapped around them and stuff like that um i believe right before this though um boone and katie get into a little bit of an argument katie wants boone to grow up yeah she's like 
come on, you're going to graduate soon. Like, are you really going to spend every weekend getting drunk and stuff? So they're going to have the toga party and he's really excited for it. But she's like, no, I'm busy this weekend. I can't. Yeah, because he's like, he's trying to get her to go. And he says, it's a toga party, not an orgy. Yeah. (laughs) Which like, I feel like they make that reference like twice. Yeah. But yeah, so Katie doesn't show. But Boone still goes because he's like, I'm in the frat. Yeah. I have to go to the frat party. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that when Flounder and his girlfriend show up, a beer bottle gets, like, smashed at them? Yeah, like, almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the actors knew that was going to happen they because they look very look, surprised. Yeah, they look mortified. <laughs> but also, when they first roll up, uh, a barrel comes crashing out of the window the, at a, uh, where the mannequin came out of in the first part yeah, of the movie. that poor window. I know, they just got it replaced, and they're like, fuck that window, it's mm-hmm. going down. Yeah, and then we see uh, <laughs> this guy playing guitar on the staircase. Which, like, there's always one in college. There's that guy. He's slowly, like, playing. He's weeping. And all the girls are, like, kind of swooning around mm. him. But what were the lyrics? Did you catch what he was saying? They made no sense. They made no sense at all. I was, oh, my God. That's all right. <laughs> and I guess Bluto thought they didn't make any sense either because he ends up grabbing the guitar and just smashing it against the wall. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny because it seems super practical. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when he first hits against it, you see part of the drywall just come clean off. And the guitar is still, like, perfectly intact. Yeah. And he just starts, like, swinging even harder with it. Destroys it. And all he has to say for himself is, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Which I thought was probably, like, maybe the best part of the whole Toga party. Oh, yeah. And it happens, like, literally one minute in. Yeah, and then there's, um, there's like, a band playing for them. It's, like, Otis and the Knights. Yeah, and uh, it's it's like a full band in their basement, and they're playing Shout. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going, like, fucking crazy. But I have to say, that part was pretty, like, they played, like, the whole song. Yeah, they played the whole song. And it felt like a music video. Like, this is, like, <laughs> the, like this is the music video for Shout. I know not really, but this is what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone, it's going crazy. And during this, the cashier girl, Clarette, shows up and gets drunk almost immediately oh yeah she knows how to party at these she immediately goes down and like slams two drinks yeah <laughs> so uh her and pinto end up going into someone's room because they're gonna do the deed but she ends up passing out because she's drunk right yeah and we get I, another part a, a pretty funny scene where he has like the devil and the angels on his shoulder one's telling her to one's telling him to like fuck the shit out of her and the other one's like do the right thing you'll regret this forever if you make a mistake and this is another part where i think the movie makes us feel for delta house because like even though they're all degenerates he ends up doing the right thing and And he like just takes her home he puts her in a shopping cart which was the best part of that scene yeah (laughs) and just wheels her home which is when we find out that she is the mayor's daughter yeah yeah because he just (laughs) Pushes the shopping cart up to the door, knocks, and then gets the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah. I would not want to stay around for that. Um, so, the news gets out that the Delta boys threw a toga party. So, they get... But before that, the toga party's not over-ish. Who's, oh, okay. Who's our last guest that arrives at the You're toga right. party? The yeah. dean's wife shows up. Kind of looks a little drunk or mm-hmm. just piss or something. 
<coughs> yeah, what's her name? Like Marion? Uh, I've just been calling her Dean's wife in my notes. <laughs> so she shows up and meets up with Otter. And she's like, get me a drink. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll make you a drink. And so they go up to, like, I assume Otter's room. Yeah. Which looks very fancy compared to the rest of delta house oh yeah he has like um dimmers and like he has a bar up there and it like a full-on like cheetah bed couch uh-huh. thing it looked very strange yeah that whole part where he's making a drink and he has a cup and he's just like chucking ice but he keeps missing the cup with the <laughs> ice yeah i think just like shows how charming this guy is so he ends up what sealing it with uh the dean's wife yeah so then like he swoops her off her feet and like lays her on the bed and Mm -hmm. then goes in for it which i i don't know if he knew that was a dean's wife when he first started hitting on her i think he did i feel like a a lot of things that that character does is like calculated all right because yeah first when he approaches her at the grocery store i was like oh he uh didn't get with mandy yeah he's like I guess still trying to find someone. Yeah, I think he knows. He knows. Yeah, I personally think so. Cause okay. Because like, the way he initiates like conversation and stuff, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, there's I I forget the dean's last name." Uh, Warmer. He's just like, "Oh, there's a Warmer mm-hmm. at the college I go to. He's mm-hmm. my dean. That's my husband." He goes, "Oh, what a small world kind of feel yeah. like." He definitely knows. Yeah. So, the dean finds out. Right, that they had a toga party. <laughs> he gets like a phone call, I guess, telling him all of this while his wife is like drunk and like trying to play like footsies with him or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like just like very like giddy and stuff like yeah. that. Probably like probably had a fantastic night with Otter mm-hmm. and she's like just like riding the high of it. Yeah, because I think this like alludes to them getting a divorce or separating because in the newspaper it says that. She's on like a six week break or like on a vacation oh, or something, damn. right? Definitely, definitely a break then. Yeah. So the dean takes the Delta House to almost like a makeshift court. Yeah, it's like the student council. Uh huh. Which it's led by Greg. Yeah, Greg. Yeah. Greg and the dean. And Niedermeyer's there, I believe. Yeah, he's like the um, prosecution. Yeah, the prosecution, I guess. Yeah. And so Delta House, but like when they're going there and stuff like that is when you see more of uh, stuff with um, Boone and his girl, Katie. She's just like, oh, it must have been a good party. And he's like, yeah, you should have like came. And she's like, I'm busy. I'm like clearly showing him that like she's trying to move past this. Yeah. And their relationship's a little rocky, which like when the first time I watched this movie till now, totally forgot that there was like uh a relationship subplot yeah right it It kind of forgot and didn't expect it yeah because we don't get a lot um of like screen time with both of them we get a a scene here where they're with uh pinto uh hanging out with the professor yeah that's like early in the movie yeah and they're like smoking pot and like that's one of the few times we see boone and katie together yeah that's probably like their their best scene together because like they're like lovey-dovey they're all high in the bathtub and yeah. like singing to each other definitely like the longest scene yeah yeah no that definitely was a scene that i feel like could have got cut and yeah. the movie would not have changed at all yeah so 
uh, Niedermeyer back in the courthouse is just pointing out these reasons why Delta House should be stripped of their charter, right? And the person who's defending Delta House is Hoover, the like the chairman, which is like the the lawyer guy yeah. kind of. <laughs> he keeps like trying to defend himself, and the dean's like, "It's like shut up." Like, yeah, you'll, you'll get, get your turn to speak mm-hmm. later. So after a while, he finally gets his turn, and he starts talking, and Dean's like, I think we've heard enough. <laughs> yeah, so the prosecution gets to list, like, these, like, three, four things that are mm-hmm. just, like, super heinous. Delta House gets to defend, like, only half of one, and they're like, we're done here. Yeah. Then that's when um, Otter, there we go, when when Otter stands up, and he's like, he's like, I got this. I'm mm-hmm. pre-law. It was like, I thought you were pre-med. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, like, while this is happening, like, the rest of Delta House is behind them, right? And they're just making a fucking ruckus out of everything. Yeah, this is definitely a scene where I'm just like, they are animals. Like, yeah. literally, like, when uh, Boone, Otter, and Hoover walk in, they go fucking crazy. Yeah. They're like, let's go! Yeah, because Hoover's, like, tells assholes to shut up, and Boone turns around, and he's like, hey, assholes, shut, shut up! up. <laughs> And then uh, when the dean doesn't let them speak anymore, uh, Bluto's like, eat me, <laughs> eat me. <laughs> yeah, so Otter takes the stand and he starts giving off this like, like almost like presidential speech. Yeah, it's very like, just like, like I said, he's like a master class in bullshit. Because mm-hmm. like the things he's saying and like how he's presenting it, it's like, wow, look at that guy. He knows how to public speak. But realistically, what the fuck is he saying? Yeah, because he's he's just pointing out that as like, it's like, oh, the frat house is, are, are you if you're accusing us of being a failure, and it's like, aren't we all failures? Like we're in like the whole principle of frat houses, and he's yeah. like, doesn't it just boil down to the education system failing us in America? <laughs> yeah, so he definitely just like sticks the blame like right back at the dean, mm-hmm. which is not a bad way to defend yourself yeah but in the cases of everything that they've done it's like you've been in college for like seven plus years i think it's i think it's time to move yeah. on <laughs> yeah because they end up just like basically going like we refuse to hear any more of this and they all like march out i think they're like singing pledge of the Legions, yeah or, or something, something. <laughs> but what ends up happening is like they still get their charter revoked right yeah so they like confiscate everything that was in delta house mm-hmm. yeah they're ripping down the delta house sign stripping the house of everything yeah and they take out one of my favorite pieces of decoration and we see in the rush party there's like a mermaid mannequin thing mm-hmm. and it has where it's like its chest its breast would be mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fish tanks yeah <laughs> and i thought that was really funny because uh when uh before pinto gets his name he looks over it and like katie's like Nice fish, right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, they take the whole, like, all their booze. And, then, like, and the Bluto's, whole... like, going fucking crazy. He's like, they took the whole bar, man. <laughs> so this is when Otter shows back up. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, kind of, like, he expected this to happen, you know. So they're ripping everything down. And, you know, he, like, gives Bluto a, the fifth of Jack Daniels mm-hmm. to calm him down. This is when they're like, well, like, what do we do now? Yeah. And they're like, road trip, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Otter, Boone, Flounder, Flounder. and Pinto mm-hmm. 
all go to Emily Dickinson College for probably the longest scene in the entire movie. Yeah, I think this is definitely not my favorite scene by far. No. And they definitely could have removed this scene, but they end up going there. And I think this is like where I started losing interest in Animal House a little bit just because it goes off the rails because for the beginning of this movie i was like okay i can see this like being fun it's like an animal house and like everyone's super rowdy and then it starts getting a little bit more obnoxious but then here just takes like a turn (laughs) yeah it's like they didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. so they were like okay i know what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. yeah because i think either boone or otter see an obituary that someone named font died yes so they go up to Emily Dickinson College, and uh, Otter goes in, talks to one of the girls, and he's like, oh, is Fawn here? I'm here to pick her up for a date. And yeah, she's like, and the, like, the receptionist oh. is like, one second, she's on the phone, goes, you need to get down here right now. Like, someone's <laughs> here to see Fawn. So Fawn's roommate comes down mm-hmm. and breaks the news to Otter. him, yeah. and it's like, I missed the part where they looked at the newspaper uh-huh. and saw that the obituary. So I was like, all right, I don't know who the hell this Fawn character uh-huh. is. And then when she says he's dead, I was like, oh, my God, it's a ploy. Yeah, it's a it's ploy a for ploy them the whole time. So on the way down, they're like, Otter, are we all going to have dates? And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he plays the fake sympathy card, which I wrote down like this is fucking creepy. Yeah, because he's just, he's like, oh, Hey, where, where's Fawn? He's, she's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but Fawn's dead. She died in like a kiln explosion. And he's like, oh no, I just talked to her last week. She was going to make a pot for me. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh man, like that, it's such a fucked up thing. It's kind, it's like cringy funny because mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, like I want this to be over. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what can I do like to make you feel better? And he's like, I don't want to be alone tonight. Would you go on a date with me? And she's like, I'll get my coat. And he asked for three friends to tag along. And he says it like she gets up to go get her coat and goes, and three friends <laughs> for my friends. <laughs> they all pile in Flounder's brother's car. Because mm-hmm. Flounder doesn't go, right? No, he, he's there. Oh, he's there? Okay. Yeah, he's pumped. He has a girlfriend, but for some reason he's still pumped. Okay. Uh, so they drive around. And they see a bar and has Otis and the Knights are performing there. And, and they're like, Otis loved us. Yeah, it's like, I love Otis. So they like go into the bar and little did they know, but it's a black bar. Yes, it is a bar that is all, there is nothing. Oh, it's that bar. <laughs> <laughs> there is no white people in sight. It's like record scratch. They all look at them. And they're like, oh, okay. But mm-hmm. they continue in. Mm-hmm. And they are shown on multiple occasions that they do not want them there. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe because they're also just rowdy college kids, too. Because mm-hmm. even when he goes, like, hey, my man Otis. Like, Otis is like, I don't don't say my name. Like, yeah, that was, like, like, the look. I don't know you. And it's just the most awkward scene, right? Because I think other than Otis, there's no other, like, black people in this movie. <laughs> yeah yeah like up until this part up until this part and this just shows something about like the 70s right it's like white people think black people are scary yeah and like 
they make every single person in this bar come off as like terrorizing oh yeah because um i think flounder or boone go up to the bar and some guy just pulls out a knife instantly yeah like he goes up he orders some drinks and Mm -hmm. he like kind of like looks over at the girl on his right and she's like don't look at me yeah and then he looks over on the left the guy like shows him the knife and he's like okay Mm -hmm. and um this is when otter is like pretending to be upset about fawn's death Mm -hmm. and he runs back to the car and then his date like runs to go comfort him in the car Mm -hmm. and this is when we find out his intentions where he's like, he's like, no, I'm going to get laid in this car oh, yeah. because you're going to feel bad for me. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. So that's weird. And then back at the bar, three other dudes show up to the gang and they're just intimidating everyone. Yes. Yeah, so like one by one, they show up. And then all of a sudden it's like, I think like what Flounder. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I remember him being there because Flounder's like, what school do you go to? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like deadpan looking forward. <laughs> And they're just like, can we dance with your dates? And then, like, it, it was said more, like, as, like, not a question, but, like, as a command. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a statement. We're going to dance with them. And he just, like, picks the table up that was in between them all. And it goes, yeah, sure. I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> and they all fucking book it. Yeah. They're like, oh, do you want what you should do with your feet? Leave. That's a great idea. That's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do. So they all run back to the car otter doesn't get laid Mm-mm, no because the girl once all the boys go back to the car the girl like yells and yes. gets out and yes. jumps into like some other car yeah i thought that was weird because they all rolled up together and then she yeah. jumps in this like hot pink car mm-hmm. and then they drive off but not before slamming into literally every single vehicle they oh, yeah. can where flounder's like my brother's car he's gonna kill me yeah and they're just like yelling and they're like they took our dates they took our dates <laughs> uh and i was like oh thank god that part's over yeah that was definitely one of like the cringiest um scenes of the movie yeah so, like and it just it was just so long because so, yeah after that what flan they all wreck flanders brother's car um, and they drive off and then boone gets the feeling that katie's cheating on him yeah because before they make it back to the adult house they stop it's like morning all of a sudden yeah. and they stop for food and he's at payphone which forgot they existed yeah so <laughs> thank you animal house for reminding me payphones did exist mm-hmm. um so yeah so he's like oh man like i think you know like where the hell is she at six in the morning you know yeah so she got because she doesn't answer the phone so they make it back to the house the delta house um and boone's like i gotta go deal with this right yeah everyone and then flounder is just devastated because his brother's car is destroyed uh like everyone goes to do their own thing and then i think it's d-day bluto and um otter kind of like in a dick way console him a little bit about the car he's like oh it's you know you were doing good Mm -hmm. but it's your fault that you trusted us with your brother's (laughs) car so they like make up a story about how like he's gonna he he's gonna say that he left it out back and it got stolen and mm-hmm. D Day's gonna like scrap the car, mm-hmm. which is like I think it's like the only reason why they demolish the car is for like the big ending part that we'll get to. Yeah. So like, un so like basically like up until that point, that whole road trip thing was not worth it. It wasn't really like done for anything. Yeah, yeah, cause like so D Day and 
Bluto go about destroying the car. And we go back to Boone going to Katie's yeah. apartment. Wait. And he's like, I don't know if he knocks or if he just goes into that place. Yeah. But we see that Katie is just in a shirt. And uh, Boone is just like, oh, hey, like, you haven't been answering. Like, what's going on? And we just hear some guy's voice in the background. Like, yeah. saying, hey, Katie, where is this? Yeah, so so Boone leaves, and we find out that she was sleeping with the hippie professor. Yeah, Professor, like, Jennings. Yeah, that, like, sold them or gave them pot or mm-hmm. whatever. Which was kind of, like, at, like not out of left field, but I was just kind of like, oh, I haven't seen him since the beginning of the movie, so kind of yeah. funny. Well, like, the one time we're introduced to him, um, I think Katie says something along the lines of, He's my favorite teacher. Yeah, like, don't say anything dumb in front of him. Yeah. So, Boone leaves devastated obviously uh while this is happening this other girl i think her name is babs talks to greg and because it's like a very slight plot line that babs is in love with greg and mandy she doesn't think mandy's like right for him yeah so she tells greg that for some reason otter is she like having sex with mandy to get him to like go kick the shit out of him yeah because uh babs wants greg so so they call up otter Uh uh-huh and they're like mandy wants you Mm -hmm. says meet her at the rainbow hotel or rainbow Mm -hmm. motel and he's like what does she want with me he's like oh like she's just been asking about you Mm -hmm. so he goes with flowers and chocolates and stuff like that. And he knocks on the door and he just goes, I have a bunch of roses for my one, you uh-huh. know. And he walks in and it's just a bunch of, of the Omega House guys. Yeah, he's just like, one, two, three, four. He's like, oh, I didn't bring enough roses. Yeah, like you, a couple of you boys are going to have to share. And like before he even get that quip out, mm-hmm. they just start kicking the shit out of him. Yeah, right. So everyone's down on their luck. Delta House is done. Yeah. Uh, oh, and while this is all happening, like, while Boone is realizing his girlfriend's cheating on him, Otter's getting the shit kicked out of him. The rest of Delta House is called the Dean's office. Yes. Because the Dean was waiting for their grades to come out, and as it turns out, they are all terrible students. Yeah. The highest GPA is a 1.7? 1.7, I think. Yeah. Everyone has 1.7s or, like lower i think bluto has a 0.0 and d-day has a incomplete on every single class yeah. <laughs> which of all my time in college i've never seen someone have an incomplete for a class i don't know what you do to get that i think you just stop showing up but wouldn't that just be a zero i don't know like that's like i guess like i don't know yeah so the dean tells them all that they're expelled yep and that uh, delta house is finished once and for all and probably one of like the darker things of this movie is the dean says that he notified the draft board of their eligibility. Yeah, and, that they, they could all get drafted. Yeah, which is like so dark because he's just like pretty much sending all these like boys to die. Yeah, so I I I googled that actually. Uh-huh. So did not know that. So like to get financial aid and stuff like that, you sign up for like selective service. Mm-hmm. And while you're in college, you cannot be like pulled. Yeah. 
so a lot of people use that as like a draft dodging like mm-hmm. mechanic <laughs> because even even if you like go into like a medical field when you're out of college you can still get pulled yeah. if you're in the age bracket so yeah when i heard that i was like wait is that how that worked i thought you could get drafted right in college Mm-mm. no when you're in but, college you don't get drafted yeah yeah and then all of this is just way too much for flounder which because he proceeds to puke all over the dean yeah so so flounder kind of has it like some of the worst in this movie oh yeah. his first year of college he's stuck with the shittiest like mm-hmm. he's stuck with shittiest frat his brother's car gets totaled i think his i don't know we don't see his girlfriend ever again no we don't know what happened to her and then now he's like kicked out of school he might get drafted now it's like you know kind of the worst stick you could be drawn right now yeah so after that everyone kind of regroups back at the delta house and everyone's like sad and miserable yeah everyone's moping around i think everyone's there right and then yeah because otter, otter comes up. in and like holy shit what happened to you it just goes oh a bunch of omega guys like beat me up you know yeah and they're like why and then like he doesn't say why Mm-mm. he like kind of like this like oh because they're assholes like yeah and i think this is what like pushes bluto over the edge yeah so everyone's basically given up at this point mm-hmm. and bluto gives his like speech yeah, his very, like, historically inaccurate speech yeah, he's, to rile everyone up. Yeah, it's, like, to get everyone, it's, like, it's like when the going gets tough, and then he pauses, mm. and he's, like, he's waiting for everyone to, like, finish it, and everyone's, like, looking down at the floor. They're, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's he's, a, like, the tough get going. It's, like, when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and, like, Boone and Otter are, like, the Germans. He goes, no, no, don't interrupt them. He's on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, I... I don't know how he phrases it, but it ends up being like the deltas get even, right? Yeah, it it's like it's not over until we say it's over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the Delta House is gonna hatch one last nefarious scheme to get back at the Dean and Omega House. Yeah, the Dean Omega House, everyone that's ever wronged them. Yes, in one foul swoop. Yeah. So the plan is to basically become terrorist to this small town yes um the d-day is in charge of tearing apart the already wrecked car into a float yep um flounder's in charge of like getting marbles yeah and a couple other people are doing other things uh and then uh pinto is going to go check on his lady friend while this is happening i think yeah so yeah so he shows up and he's like trying to like throw rocks mm-hmm. at her window and which at the point he shows like too big of a rock and just shatters the window <laughs> and she comes up to him and goes oh hey what's up like totally like not phased by it at all well, she he's like oh she's like oh hey tommy and he's <laughs> like oh larry <laughs> yeah so um which is kind of funny because uh i think that exact same thing happens to him in the beginning of the movie where like they don't get his name right yeah he's like oh yeah because um greg's like oh this is lonnie lonnie goes larry he goes whatever lonnie (laughs) so they meet at the door and they're like they're like talking as this girl's like i never got to say like you know i had a great night and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and he was kind of like he's like hinting he's like ah like maybe you want to go get beer or whatever you know Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no beer tonight, but, like, let's go have sex, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so they like, goes like a football field, right? Yeah, which I'm not sure if that like it looked real, like mm-hmm. you know, like the like the shot. I thought that shot was pretty cool, the empty football field, mm-hmm. and there's like them like on like with the sleeping bags. I was like, that's cool. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. But this is where we get like the big reveal. Oh yeah, like needle drop. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, right before they do it, uh, he's like, I just want to let you know, like, I've never done this before, you mm-hmm. know? And she goes, yeah, I haven't done it before either. Because I'm only 13. And then that's when, like, the scene, like, cuts. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not so sure if, like, our boy Larry is a bro anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know if he goes through with it, right? Well, I don't. Because I don't think he does. No, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> but he has been kissing and making out with this girl, though. Yes, it's so. It's why a little... is she a cashier at thirteen? <laughs> yeah, and she, and why is she like so much? I don't know. She's she does not seem thirteen. It's more funny than yeah. anything because it's just kind of like one of those like drops. You're like mm. fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> it cuts back to the parade. It's parade day, uh, homecoming parade, I think. Yes. And everything's going off. The mayor and the dean are making like a speech. I think the mayor elects the dean as like a marshal or something. Yeah, he's like the town marshal for the day. Yeah. So <laughs> this is when Delta House decides to enact their plan. Yes. Someone pushes the baton guy from the marching band out of the way. Steals the baton and leads the marching band into an alley. Yeah, which was very weird. Like they're like they're like cattle. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because the the guy, the main guy leading the marching band doesn't get up or go back to. Yeah, like, like hey, he you gets pushed like, me. Yeah, like he gets pushed and like <laughs> he like gets knocked out immediately. Yeah, so it takes him into an alley, um, and then the marching band just keeps marching into a wall without stopping. Yeah, like they don't stop at all, which is like just so funny. And I think Hoover attaches like a chain to one of the floats. So yeah. one of the floats gets destroyed. Yeah. And then um, Flounder drops on the marbles. Yeah, because um, D Day and the rest of the boys, I think uh, Bluto, uh, Otter, they're all rolling up in the float. Which is a giant cake. It's a giant cake that says Eat Me on it. Yes. And they're just crashing through all the other floats. So Niedermeyer and his troops are like just get after them so that's when like flounder goes out and then drops all the marbles and then all the omega boys start like tripping all over everything right yeah so chaos ensues bluto jumps out of the cake he's dressed as a pirate yeah he's like ready to do some like swashbuckling adventures yeah like starts climbing over things (laughs) like it's just chaos everywhere yeah and this is like a part of the movie where it's like i feel like they had a lot of ideas uh-huh. and they wanted to just like do all of them at once mm-hmm. like there's a part where um so like it's in a parade in the middle of downtown it seems mm-hmm. like not really residential no and there's a there's a float that has like girls that are kind of like dressed like playboy bunnies on it and when that float gets destroyed the girls fall off and, and and like one girl falls off screen and we cut to like this kid in his room with a playboy poster and he's looking at playboy mm-hmm. and she comes crashing into his bed he looks up at this guy goes thank you god <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is going on yeah. and then, <laughs> uh boone is getting like 
taken away by cops. Katie shows up and she's like, oh, like, don't deal with him. Like, they're looting the food store over yeah, there. Yeah, they're looting the food king and they drop everything to go do to the food king. Mm-hmm. But so, I think, like, at that point, Boone and Katie get together. Yeah. Uh, all while this is happening, the cake float gets ripped off the car and yeah. it's like a death mobile. Yeah, like, they had, like, a plan to, like, they, like, split the car in half, and they just, like, send the one part forward, Mm -hmm. and it crashes into the stand where, like, the dean and the mayor are and stuff. Yeah, and all of this is just, like, there is no point to any of this other than to get back at the dean, get back at everyone who's ever wronged them. Like, there is no goal, right? Like, they don't want to go back to school. They can't go back to school. Yeah, they're expelled. So it's just, I guess, to get even in their mind. I guess so. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, unnecessary, like, shit that happened. But it's just kind of, like, the same thing that they do the rest of the time. They're just animals. They're going to act like animals. Yeah. So they're like, well, if you're going to fuck with us, but we're just going to go one step further. Yeah, and then uh, we see Larry and the cashier girl show up, go up to the mayor, and and she's like, hey, dad, this is Larry. He's the boy that molested me last month. We got to get married. And then, like, he's like, oh, I can't explain. I can't explain. <laughs> and then this is when we get the shots of, like, where everyone starts running away from danger. And mm-hmm. it, like, kind of, like, freeze frames. Yeah, this is where we got all the freeze frames of everything going, like, what ends up happening to everyone, right? Yes. And also while this is happening, Niedermeyer gets his gun and puts live ammo in his rifle and he shoots at flounder yeah which is like a fucking maniac (laughs) yeah so like he snaps yeah um i do like his freeze frame i think it says he dies in vietnam killed by his troops killed by his own troops which i was like jesus christ (laughs) yeah because this is the end of the movie um uh this like chaos at the parade is what ends it and then this is where we get like all these freeze frames and things telling us about the characters i think it's like d-day last known location unknown yeah yeah he sells a cops a, a cop car and he like just goes off the grid yeah and then boone and katie get married and then like four years later get divorced yeah and i think bluto ends up stealing a car with babs in it yeah like definitely one of the girls from omega house yeah he like drives off and it turns out he ends up being a senator yeah which was like so left field yeah so i don't know if there's any more of the freeze frames that you can recall i can't recall a lot of them because like they kind of happen really quick i think uh, the last one i remember is otter uh becomes a gynecologist i think i think you're right yeah otter becomes a gynecologist there is one where it's like they become like um part of like um like senators or something like that for like nixon or they on his like cabinet i think yeah. it says i thought it was pretty funny yeah and that is animal house yes so we are going to take a quick break and get back to some some of our favorite quotes and some trivia and then we'll end the podcast there all right and we're back so in this movie, I think Bluto might have the only memorable quotes for me. Yeah. Which are, um, he says something along the lines. I think it's when he gets expelled. And he's like, 
Christ, seven years of college down the drain. Might as well join the fucking Peace Corps. Yeah. So, I, I talking about Bluto, I think he's probably the most memorable character of this entire movie. Oh, for sure. Just because, like, all his shenanigans are very, like, heightened. Mm-hmm. But if I go with my favorite quote, I think, so Pinto, when he's trying to get laid, mm-hmm. right before she passes out, he's trying to take her bra off. And he's, like, fucking struggling so hard. And he goes, I think it's, like, locked or something. And I'm just like, we've all been there, boys. Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> Another one that I think stood out to me, just because it's said by young Kevin Bacon. I think it's from his first role. It's when he's getting uh, into the Omega house. And he's bent over. And Greg is spanking him. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, thank you, sir. May I have another <laughs> spank? Thank you, sir. May I have another? In, in the world of like frat houses and stuff like that that is like how i've heard almost every pledging for like big houses happen just fucking getting paddled where like they just like do some like weird like i don't want to like say gay but like it's just weird sexual Mm. stuff to each other and it's like are these frat houses just trying to come out like of the closet i think it's more of like a dominating power they want over these people but I've heard that so many times where, like, people get spanked or mm-hmm. hot wax gets poured on them. And I'm like, why do you want that? And they're like, it's a rite of passage. And I was like, nah, I'm going to stay home. It's a kink for sure. It is a kink. I'm not kink shaming. But I think it's weird when you bring it into college. Yeah. To get into a house. Um, So, scenes. Do you have any scenes that you think were, like, the best? Um, I think probably... The toga party is the best part of the movie. Toga, toga, toga. In the toga party, I guess like the like the memorable things that stand out that I thought was like funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Bluto destroys the guitar on the stairs, um, dancing to shout. When the dean's wife shows up, mm-hmm. it's kind of like out of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah, the whole toga yeah scene i think is probably the best part of animal house and what i think saves animal house yeah i'd say honestly it, it it's the best skit of the movie if i dare yeah. say it so i think i'm gonna go with that as definitely like scene wise yeah i have yeah the toga party for me as well i think that was one of the best scenes of the movie that and the uh inspirational speech they give at the end just because it's so wacky and out of nowhere yeah yeah. Uh, I do have some problematic scenes that. Yes. <laughs> I know there's a lot of them, but some of the scenes that I think could just get removed entirely is the entire road trip scene, just because nothing comes of it other than Flounder's brother's car getting destroyed. And like in the the road trip part, mm-hmm. how they how Otter pretends to be the boyfriend of the deceased girl. Yeah. Like that's fucked. Yeah the all black bar scene that's fucked yeah and like just like i don't know like the whole part of it i was like yeah you're right nothing comes of it it could totally get scrapped i i more or less like during if i laughed at any part of that it was probably when the car was getting smashed and flounder was like my brother Mm -hmm. and if i did wince because like when i cringe i kind of like laugh Mm -hmm. so that part i did like 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 the whole road trip part i definitely was like cringing a bit at yeah. certain parts i was like "Ooh, i'm not sure if i like this and like not a scene but i think just like an element of the movie that i could do without it's just like the grocery store's age being 13 i could do without that yeah that was wild just because you do see her naked so you're like 
Yeah. This like, is weird. Like, I don't think the actress was 13, obviously, because mm-hmm. that would be child porn. Yeah. But, um, you know, definitely, like, because, like, it, it, now that we know she's that age, it's like, <laughs> this is weird now. It's so weird and bizarre. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I'd say that was pretty problematic. Yeah, all right, so let's go on to some trivia. All right, do you want me to start first? No, you go first. All right, so I just have a, a couple of trivia here. One of them being that John Belushi's performance in the cafeteria scene was totally improvised. <laughs> when he started piling food on the tray, the director just was telling the cameraman, and he's like, stay with him. And the infamous I'm a zit was also improvised, and the ac- reaction from the cast is completely genuine. Oh, my God. All right. When you're cast in the movie, like, Animals, and you know the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So if you put yourself in the shoes of those actors that go, like, you're a P-I-G pig, mm-hmm. and then he does the zit thing on you, what's your reaction? Are you mad at him? I think I'm just, like, appalled. I think <laughs> I'm mad at him. Like, I'm, like, pissed that he did that. Granted, he is playing a pretty good character now. Yeah. But I don't know. I would be pissed if someone just, I don't know, spewed food all over me and well, I didn't know it was coming. I guess all the people from the Delta House, the actors, they turn into like a little posse. And even off camera, they were being mean to all the Omega people so they could like keep up this like rivalry. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Do you have a trivia for me? Yeah. So. John Belushi, Budo, uh-huh. during when this movie was on, he was on Saturday Night Live. Yes. And so this is his, like, first role in a movie. Mm-hmm. But John Belushi had, like, a very bad, like, drug and alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. So filming Animal House was really tough because they didn't want him drinking. They wanted yeah. to, like, help him in some way. So there was no substance abuse allowed. Like, no, I don't know if anyone was allowed to drink, but I know John Belushi was forbidden to drink mm-hmm. on set, which is wild to think about. Yeah, he couldn't even stay at the same hotel as everyone else. Yeah, so then they had, so then that whole scene of the Jack Daniels, uh, it's iced tea, like mm-hmm. we thought it was. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting that, um, that the director and everyone was like, this is for... Like, I know you want to do this movie, mm-hmm. but, like, we're also going to help you. you yeah. Know? We don't want to encourage you to kill yourself, essentially. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that was very uh, cool of the cast to do that. Another trivia that I have is, since this was Kevin Bacon's first role, when he went to the premiere of the movie, he wasn't allowed to sit with the rest of the cast because the ushers didn't believe that he was in the movie. So he had to sit in the back with everyone else. Oh my god, that's so funny. Because he's in it for such like a minor role too. Uh, yeah, no, he's not in it for very long. Which is just crazy too. Like, I think where Kevin Bacon went after this. Yeah, it's not in the same direction. No, it's not. But he becomes just as big. Yeah, I would argue bigger. Than bigger most. than most of them. Yeah, yeah, because like, honestly, the biggest actor up there would be John Belushi and yeah. him. Like, I don't really, like, none of these other people do I, like, think about. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember them in other mm-hmm. movies. Maybe they are in, like, this category. And mm-hmm. I, I don't really tend to watch comedies because I just, like, I don't know. I think my humor is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I got to stay away from like typical comedy movies. So maybe I missed out on these other actors and actresses, but mm-hmm. but I noticed during the parade mm-hmm. and I had to like immediately pull out my phone to fact check. So the movie takes place in 63. 62. 62? Yeah, they graduate in 63 or I guess it could expel in 63. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so the movie kind of takes uh-huh. place in 63. So so Kennedy dies in 63. Uh-huh. He dies in November of '63, and the the fl- and like the parade kind of takes place like near December-ish. Mm-hmm. So like not even a month since he died. <laughs> the mayor has a float of his face and stuff like that, and there's all these girls on it, just like Jackie Kennedy. And I was watching it, and I was like, "This is so strange. It's so fucked." Now, like the movie, what it came out in '78. So yeah. like it came out after, but I was like, it's so funny that they were like this small, this like town is like, oh, we're just going to have like this, like JFK esque, like fucking float. Yeah. So you said that John Belushi during this time, um, was on Saturday night Live, right? Yes. So he had to fly back and forth from Oregon where they were filming all the way back to all the way back to New York twice a week, so they could keep rehearsing and taping Saturday Night Live, which would have sucked. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it's just like, I guess it's because he's one of the biggest stars for this movie. Yeah. So they definitely needed him. Yeah, he and he was in like of what people say, like he was in like the pinnacle of like mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, like the beginning years. People say like you can never get back. Yeah. And like he. He is really funny on Saturday Night Live. The character he plays in Animal House feels like a Saturday Night Live character. Oh, yeah. You know, no depth. It's a comedy. Mm -hmm. But after watching this movie and touching back that he was in Saturday Night Live, this whole movie felt like they had a bunch of skits. Oh, yeah. That they couldn't do in Saturday Night Live. So they're like, what if we culminate them with this, like, loose thread of a frat house? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's... Because, like, some scenes just kind of cut and you get back into, like, a brand new thing. Yeah. Like, how they're all... How, like, they're getting, like, all their shit ripped out of Delta House. And their next thing is, like, road trip. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we, we can't leave out the road trip scene. Yeah. We gotta fish <laughs> that in somewhere. So that's why I felt kind of like disjointed in some parts, I think, is because they had all these skits and there's like tying them together. Yeah. Which I guess works for some people. I guess it worked for like the time of 78. But I think nowadays people want like fluidity. Mm-hmm. If that's a word. They want things to be more fluid. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, Here's another bit of trivia for you. So during the 30th anniversary, there were some interviews for the film. And Karen Allen, who plays Katie, said that during her nude scene, um, the director wanted her to show her like ass, <laughs> <laughs> and she was she was like, kind of reluctant to do that. So the professor Donald Sutherland, he stepped in and offered to show his ass as well, and he, and he said, "Oh," and then uh, Karen Allen was like, "Oh, I thought it was so sweet to do that." So I sort of let go of my objections and said, okay, if Donald Sutherland is going to bear his bottom, by golly, I'll bear mine too. <laughs> by golly. Which is like, because in that scene where she shows her ass, I think it's like five seconds later and we see his ass too. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's damn. like when he that's, reaches up. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. 
and um, by golly, I'll show my ass too. I don't know if you knew this, but more money was spent on advertising and promotion for the film than actually on the film itself. No fucking way. Mm-hmm. Damn, how much did they spend? I don't have the number. Fuck, okay. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> but I know that... Well, I think Warner Brothers was the one that distributed this. I They didn't like this movie. Like, yeah. When I, they screened this for themselves, they were like, fuck, we just lost so much money. And they were very reluctant to release it. And it wasn't until, like, general audience started watching it and they were, like, laughing. They were like, okay, I guess this might work. Yeah. Because I guess, like, when you think about, like, raunchy movies, uh-huh. like, this is definitely, like, the start. Like we said, it's, like, a mm-hmm. stepping stone for, like, the genre. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, the first, but I definitely think it's something that, like, it's pioneered. Like, it's, like, the biggest one. Oh, yeah. When you say Animal House, a lot of people know it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And last bit of trivia for me is... That the initial cast was to feature Chevy Chase as Otter, Bill Murray as Boone, Brian Dole Murray as Hoover, and Dan Aykroyd as D-Day, and John Belushi as Bluto. Hearing that, that's like, that would have made this movie so different. It would have changed it completely. Would Because it's like, a lot of these characters, like a lot of the actors that you just said... Mm literally when they're on screen they have such a very different chemistry than the people that we saw in animal house oh yeah so like it would have came off so different i don't Mm -hmm. know if it would have worked as well though i don't think so either um watching this movie john belushi does stand out the most yeah because he's like one of the few people i should recognize so seeing like a full snl cast in this movie would have been just way off I know. It's like, it would have been cool. Don't get me wrong. I think the reason why I liked the way Otter and Boone carry themselves, like how we said, like they don't look like Delta House members. Mm. But when, but if you threw Chevy Chase in there, I'd be like, this guy, like he, you don't fit. I don't think he fits as like a college, like a frat president. Yeah. I could see like a young Bill Murray. Yeah. Otter. But I can't see a Chevy Chase as an Otter. No, I can't. But yeah, damn, that would that really would have changed everything about this movie, I think. Oh, for sure. Because when you have an all-star cast, that does not mean that's gonna work. Mm-mm. You know, because like sometimes you just need to like you, you need to play to your strengths. And I think having like the people I didn't recognize, mm-hmm. I was like I had no expectations. If you throw a whole Saturday Night Live cast in there, my expectations go through the roof. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so if they did that road trip scene the exact same way, I don't know. I think I would have hated it even more. Mm-hmm. Come, like I hate these these actors even more. Like they're not funny in this scene, and they're supposed to be funny all the time. Yeah. Do you have any more uh, trivia that you would like to share? No, not that I have anything. All right. Well, then that just leaves us to one of the last parts. Did you like the movie, and do you think it's a good movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Can I say like I don't hate it? Mm-hmm. That was okay. Like I give it a six okay because i think my humor is a little weird a little off it doesn't really fit the like this movie mm-hmm. so if someone likes this like frat boy humor it's definitely up their wheelhouse would i recommend it yeah definitely like to college kids i think it's because like i watched it in college and i enjoyed it drinking with my friends and mm-hmm. stuff but i don't know i think like the the farther you move away from this movie kind of like loses the value i say it, it, it's an okay movie 
I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Yeah. If that makes sense. I know it's yeah. a little long-winded. No, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I think I I pretty much agree with you. Um, I, I would also give this movie around a 6. Maybe like a 6.5. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Okay. Watching this for the first time. And that just could be because of my 2022 perspective of comedies yeah i think if i would have saw this a lot younger i might have enjoyed it a little bit more so i wouldn't say i love it i also want to say i hate it or dislike it so i think it just barely scrapes by on the i like it um but even though i don't love the movie i can see where people come from and how they really love this movie and treasure this movie yeah just because it did influence so many other movies and comedians as time came like passed by so just by those facts i think i will say it's a good movie just because of what it brought to like pop culture yeah and i think like people like nowadays might not like certain parts Mm -hmm. of like facets of the movie and stuff like that but it is like one of those things it's like it was a different time yeah you know and I think for me, like, this movie's a little more, like, physical comedy. Yeah. You know, things are smashing out of windows, and, like, there's, like, naked chicks, and, like, John Belushi's looking back at the camera in a fourth wall mm-hmm. break. And I feel like my humor is, like, more, like, quippy yeah. than anything. So I say, if you like physical comedy, and you like the idea of, like, the frat house nature, mm-hmm. and you liked other frat house movies, then definitely watch this one, because this one started, like, the trend. Or at least, like, made the trend more, like, aware. Yeah. I Yeah, so I guess, just like Delta House, Animal House just barely scrapes on by. It's yes. a really good movie category. So, let's find out what we're going to watch for next week. What do we got on the list? So, on this week's list, we have Clerks, Leprechaun, St. Patrick's Day coming up. We have The Outsiders, never seen that. Shin Godzilla the mummy uh super eight and just because we missed it last week and we got to give it another chance we have scooby-doo it's the live action scooby-doo it is the live action scooby-doo so let's give this wheel a spin and see what happens Ooh, super eight so close to (laughs) scooby-doo i want it back on the list (laughs) We'll add it back to the list next week. All right. So, Super 8's next week. Uh, Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. Have you seen the movie? I've seen it once. I was very sick watching it. Oh, okay. So, I'm essentially watching it for the first time, I think. It is very uh, Stranger Things-esque. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to say anything. It's... I don't remember liking the movie, though. Okay. I love the movie. So, but I'm going to go on with fresh eyes. Okay. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I might have to watch this with someone who refuses to accept that they've seen this movie before. Oh, this is your chance to say that you've watched this movie with them. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again on this podcast with us. Uh, if you want to join along next week. Be sure to watch Super 8. If you like what you heard, 
please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, anything you want to say, Nick? Um, if anyone out there has a movie that you want us to watch, let us know. We'll add it to the list. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if it's not in the collection, you know what? I'll go to a Goodwill. I'll try to track that bad boy down, and I'll add it in there just to take it right back out. <laughs> then we'll throw it right back. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.